what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Hello and welcome to Brothers in Tech Deep Dive episode. This is a deep dive episode off of our previous episode, which was all about digital home or smart assistance. We're going to get a little deeper with you today talking about hardware, additional hardware and kind of expanded hardware that can work with these digital assistants. I'm Alan Jackson with me as always, my brother, Brian, my brother in tech. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Great, great. Good, Good to have you back. Of course, you know, we're just, I just talked to you a few minutes ago, but it still feels like it's <laughs> right. nice we're, we're, right. we're still this together. This is occurring still... very shortly after, uh, after our initial episode. But, I mean, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, we're actually kind of treating this one very similar to our first uh, series of podcasts, which was the intro was on streaming TV, and then we went to the devices, right? We went to, how are you actually going to get that streaming TV? We're going to do the same thing here, right? Yeah, same Talk idea. Now we're going to talk about how are you going to get to that assistant and what are the devices you can you can go with, right? That's right. So. Because you know, we talked about the three primary kind of platforms for smart assistants, the Google, the Apple, and the Amazon. So we're, let's talk a little bit about more extensively about the hardware options you have. Yeah. So we talked about, you know, you have it on your phone, you have these digital assistants on your phone already. But you really want to have them across your house. You want to be able to go into rooms and talk and interact with them. So let's talk about kind of the primary hardware for each of these three platforms and our own experiences with them. And then we'll talk about a couple of uh, more unique ones that might be an interesting fit for some people. So, Brian, let's talk about Amazon first, only because I think Amazon's probably got the most options to kind of mention here. Amazon is the one, as we mentioned in our first show, that's probably been around the longest or as far as the public is aware of having the most uh, largest history with digital assistants. And also accordingly, they have probably the the most variety of devices you could buy that all work with their Alexa platform. You want to, Brian, well, some of the ones here that kind of stand out to you? Yeah, there's I a mean, whole so lot of them. There's a ton of them, right? This is the one company or service we're going to talk about that you have lots of options. Uh, and I think that's what they decided to do is to be the one that gives lots of custom customization. So you have the Echo Dot, right? The Dot is kind of the original um, small speaker, right? It's the one that they use uh, to suggest, hey, put this throughout your house. You can do several of them. They cost about $30 each. Um, there's been different varieties of them or different um, generations. I have an early one. I have a first gen um, which was a little, it was a hockey puck size and a little bit kind of squared off on the edges. And then I also have one now that is a, uh, I think it's a third generation, but uh, the difference is it's a little larger, uh, a little more rounded on the sides. It's got fabric around the edge, but the big difference is the sound. The sound is night and day, right? It's actually, it actually produ- produces a decent amount of bass and kind of, so you can have that playing music in your bathroom or in your bedroom or something, uh, a smaller space and, and be okay with it. The original echo, you would not, it was very pingy. It was very, well, the echo small. dot really for made. sure. The original the echo, echo dot. dot. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. The, because the very first echo device was actually this tower looking cylinder thing. The echo. Yeah. yeah. The, the original okay. echo and the sound was okay. It was pretty good for a 
you know, for it not being a dedicated sound system, it's still, if you just wanted to hear music while you're you know, in your kitchen or while you're walk, mm-hmm. walking around your house, it was pretty good for that. But the dot, like you said, was really the, I just use it basically to talk to and it talked yep. back. Music sounded pretty bad. You're saying the new Echo Dots now with the it's better. Uh, the mesh yeah. actually sound pretty good. It's it's better. Yeah, no, it's it's still not anywhere close to a, you know, if you were more than a small room, like, like again, a bathroom, I think it's a great example. We use it in the bathroom because it's, if we're getting ready in the morning, we want some music going. We don't want nice speaker sets yeah. in there, right? We just want something that can play music. Um and it sounds decent and it doesn't sound like the you know, crappy little uh, uh, kind of FM radio, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So the dot, uh, the dot's gotten better. Um, I think the Echo itself is now in its third generation, if it I'm is. not mistaken. So yeah. they've been building that up a little bit. And I'm sure the sound is quite a bit better. I don't have one of those. Um, but I have heard them in the store. And yeah, they're, they're good, good sound. Uh, about $75 uh, right now. And um and now they started to kind of spin off of those things and provide, you know, uh, different colors. They also have been providing um, ones that have a screen on it, right, that may kind of hit a different market. So right? that's the Echo Show. The right? Echo Show. So yeah, right now, so nice. let me just kind of make sure I'm clear on this. So we've got the Dot, we've mm-hmm. got the main Echo, the standard Echo, and now we've got the Echo Show. Um, yep. but all three have different colors and different specs and all that, but that's the three right. kind of main families of echo devices. Yeah. I mean, there, there are some other very unique things, but if you're talking about in your house, interacting with it and having it speak back to you, these are, I think these are the, the three categories that each have their own colors, they each have their own kind of variations, maybe uh, a dot that has some, let's have a clock on the side. Uh, the show itself, the sound is not what you're getting that for. You're getting for the screen. Um, so that's its variations. It has now created something to put in your car. I haven't used it, but I'm, I'm tempted to put the little Bluetooth device in there that taps in, I think, through your phone. And while you're driving, you can ask it the same questions you would ask um, in, uh, if you're in your house. So, um, so yeah, it's got a lot of variety, a lot of things. So that's one reason I think we recommended the Amazon platform to some people is that it does have so many different options for hardware. So mm-hmm. it sounds like to me, if you're somebody that wants to use the Amazon Alexa as your primary digital assistant, and you want to have as many spots throughout your house covered with the, the voice, the little dots at about 20 to $30 are your best bet. Get a whole bunch of dots, mm-hmm. put them all throughout your house, connect them all to your Wi-Fi network, and now you've got, you can walk anywhere in your house and you'll be able to talk to Alexa. If you're looking at more sound quality and you want to have like a speaker to play music and it sound really good, the main standard Echo at like $75 is probably your better bet. Um, yep. To like have may you those aren't ones I would recommend you would need to have like in every room, but you may have them in like your more family room or uh, right. kitchen area if that's where you're going to use it the most. The show though seems to have a very unique specific purpose. It's really where you intend, I guess, watching you know videos on YouTube. I guess it's uh, doing conference like a uh, conferencing again. I've never used the actual Echo Show, so I don't know what yeah. technologies it taps into. Well, I'll talk a little bit more about it uh, in the uh, in my bit for today. But the um, 
but I can tell you anything that you feel like you're going to need some words or a video to go along with it, mm-hmm. a recipe, uh, a information that you want to read instead of having this assistant, you know, call out uh, a, a definition of information for you, mm-hmm. a recipe, you know, a, a, okay. a something that you're actually going to need to to refer back to. I think is a good use for it. So. Okay, cool. Well, we'll talk about that when we get a little bit later in the show. Yeah. But that seems to be the Amazon options you've got, kind of that family of Echoes. They have the widest variety of number of models. They've had, they've been around the longest. And they seem to cover all the way from that really inexpensive $20 to $30 up to, you know, uh, a little more on the higher end, but still not ever getting really terribly expensive, even the Echo shows. No, I think they're, I think they're the low cost. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're the low cost. The only, the only thing I will say, they are, I think progressively moving towards when they have all these different options, they're moving towards the all encompassing options. And so I'm noticing they do, they did just put out a subwoofer that could go with, you know, a a system uh, to build on that, that Mm -hmm. allows you to to talk to it. But I think we're going to, we're going to list a better option. If you're really into high fidelity sound, we'll end up, yeah, we'll get another option for that so, a little bit. Yeah, well, let's move right. on. Let's move on to Google. So uh, sure. as we as we move down the chain, we're going to have a, a fewer and fewer choices and options on hardware. Uh, Google they consider it the Google Nest family. It's their Google Assistant line of products. They bought Nest, which was the um, thermostat company that was doing mm-hmm. the more uh, Wi-Fi enabled thermostats and, and alarms in your house. They bought that company a few years ago. So they've kind of integrated that into their home assistant platform that they keep up with. And right now they really only have three devices that Google sells that are meant to work with the Google assistant platform. Okay. You've got the nest mini, which is selling for about $50 that is their equivalent of the Amazon Dot. You know, it is yes. their mm-hmm. small little device. It does have a speaker in it, so it does play music. And I've heard people say pretty, pretty decent. Um, but it's really meant for small, having them all over your house. And uh, it obviously responds to Google Assistant commands, as well as playing music and do other things through the speaker. Uh, you've got the Google Home, which is kind of their mid-tier standard that's like the, the Amazon Echo. That's like the mm-hmm. kind of the more original. It's the one that's probably about six or seven inches high, has a nicer speaker built into it, sells for about a hundred bucks. And it's really playing up as a it's a good sound music option and a good Google Assistant. You're willing to pay a little more for a little better sound, a little better quality, um, but still it's not that much more. It's maybe double the price of the dot or the uh, mini. Right. Then you've got the Mac Daddy. You've got the Google Home Max, which is a large speaker. That is really the only reason you would need a Google Max is that you want a really nice sound system speaker in your house that responds to Google commands. Uh, it is three hundred dollars. That's it's not cheap, but yeah. and I I can go ahead and tell you I have not listened to the sound off the Google Home Max to let you know if it's worth three hundred dollars or not. I have not either. No. But um, that is kind of a, their latest offering, I believe, in the family. Mm-hmm. And uh, trying to provide those people who say, look, I like the Google Assistant platform, but I still need a really good sound speaker, like to play really good music quality in my house. They're providing you with that option. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think that one, that one's going to be nice in a, uh, in a living room, right? Maybe even uh, something that, 
potentially could even be taken outside into kind of an area that needs to, to broadcast mm-hmm. a little more. But if you'll notice on all the Googles, Alan, all these options, they're, they're all more expensive than Amazon. And oh, sure. I think that's yeah. because Google knows that these will work more effectively with you if you're in the Google ecosystem. So that has the benefit, whereas Alexa has to, it has to toe the line, right? It has to, um, there has to be more customization and you can't use it through your phone without opening up the app and all of that. So therefore they're trying to undercut with the price. So cheaper yet there is a downside, right? To, uh, to Amazon. So, yeah, unfortunately, you know, I haven't really had a lot of direct experience with any of the Google devices, Mm -hmm. Although we were both pretty impressed with the Google Assistant platform in our previous episode. Yep. So again, I'm, I think we kind of keep on line with the same recommendations we had before is that if you're pretty tied in with the Google or Android environment for your phone or other devices, these are these seem to be some pretty good devices to get some hardware for them. And uh, mm-hmm. the prices are not outrageous. Uh, they're higher than Amazon, but... Um, they're not completely out of line, I think, for what they're doing. So yeah. yeah. And and just to clarify, the Nest, since they bought Nest, the the new the new Nest thermostats, I think, also then tap into the Google Assistant too. Oh, right. I believe they have that okay. integration. So there's there's some integration that's happening. So what about Apple, Alan? We talked about the home pod last mm-hmm. time in our initial episode. Is there anything else to talk about? Is there any other nope. options? Nope, nope. that's, it. <laughs> that's um, it. Yeah, the Apple HomePod is basically it. Now, granted, we talked about how the Apple TV also is a Siri controlled yeah. device, but it doesn't give you full access to Siri as a as a true voice assistant. So, really, the HomePod is the only standalone device that is meant to receive Siri commands and interact with you just like it would on your phone. And again, the HomePod is also meant to be a really good sound system. In fact, when Apple was promoting it and showcasing it, I think they probably spent 90% of the time talking about the sound quality mm-hmm. and very, very little on any kind of digital assistant capabilities it would have. So right. um, it's where you and I mentioned in the last episode, we'd love to see Apple have a $20, $30 mini, mini, mini option it. to pepper around the mm-hmm. house. So. Until then, the HomePod is the only standalone, non-phone, non-tablet, non-computer option to right. to talk to. It yeah, is uh, two hundred dollars. It's about three. Is it three hundred dollars now? Yeah, the, the current get one is three hundred dollars. You can sometimes get them down for like two forty, two fifty. Yeah, but yeah, uh, so and that may be. I don't know if there's a new version. I don't know if they continued to kind of update these. But the only HomePod that you can buy through Apple now right now is three hundred, and uh, and so that's the same exact price as the Google. Home Max, and I don't, I cannot speak to the comparison of sound. My the reading of it is that the HomePod's better in terms yeah. of sound, um, but it's also limited, right? It's limited yeah. in terms of its use. So, uh, sure. I mean, for those who haven't had a chance, if you are an audiophile, if you haven't had a chance to read up on what the HomePod does, what the technology is for that small, you know. Uh, kind of uh, pod device it's pretty impressive right it recognizes where your walls are and where the best sound can go in each direction so uh, it's great no i'm very very happy with the sound on the on the home pod and uh but also for me the microphone system is what's impressive on the home pod there again the Mm -hmm. idea that i can be clear across the floor of my house with background noise going and other commotion and as long as i say that magic word hey siri which there again, here my devices just went crazy. As soon as I say that, um, the HomePod across the room is like, 
yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm here. What do you need? Wow. And it's yeah, really cool. Good. So uh, that's pretty cool by itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, unfortunately with Apple, you're kind of restricted. Now. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. I would like to kind of mention a little offshoot off of this while we're on the Apple ecosystem. There is a technology that we haven't really talked about that much yet called CarPlay. And the idea with CarPlay, the reason it kind of ties in a little bit with what we're talking about is because CarPlay is another way to have Siri brought into another environment, but it's through your car. So if you have an iPhone, if you have a, a, a Apple phone that you can bring into your car and your car is equipped with CarPlay on its display, it has a, a, a receiver, a, you know, stereo system that has CarPlay built into it. And that's something you do need to check with to see, does the car stereo system uh, allow CarPlay? If it does, connecting your phone to that stereo through a typically a USB type cable or lightning cable will give you the Siri and your iPhone interface on a car dashboard. Now, the reason we're talking about that when we talk about digital assistance, because that means then Siri, you have full Siri functionality while you're in your car, asking for music to play, telling it to read you news. All the things you can do with Siri, you can do in your car if you have a CarPlay stereo and you've got your Apple phone or device that can work with it. So, Brian, I've had a fair amount of experience with CarPlay. One of our cars in our family does have CarPlay, and we use it quite a bit. Um, And I'll say I, I do love it. They actually mm-hmm. made some enhancements to it just in the last couple months, a new version of it that I think is great uh, for listening to music, listening to podcasts, maps, directions. Um, you know, basically, it puts those portions of your phone, the apps that you would need while you're driving up on that dashboard. Now, we'll not put yeah. everything on your phone up there because I yeah. think they're trying to be smart and saying, look, you don't need to be <laughs> blogging. You know, right. while you're driving, you don't need this to be. This is not where you're going to be watching a movie. Right? Yeah, you where can't play videos up there or anything. It's truly a, hey, we know that you want to listen to podcasts. You want to listen to music. You want to get directions. Um, that's basically, and, and you're going to use your phone. Mm-hmm. That's the four things we're going to give you on CarPlay. So, but it is cool to have Siri in your your car stereo yeah, that's working nice. with it as an extension. Really nice. Now, Google has a car platform. I'm just not familiar with it, and I don't think it's right. caught on a lot with a lot of people, but I do know that there is a Android-type environment that does a similar thing to CarPlay. But yep. right now, Apple's kind of got the the buzz with right. CarPlay being kind of what people know of as, as an auto uh, player for your digital assistant. Yep. Yeah, and as I mentioned, Alexa is building a separate little device that you put in but it's not going to be nearly as seamless, right? I mean, that's because it has to then tap into your phone app, which probably has to be open. There's all sorts of things that have to happen. But you know, CarPlay, I have some friends that have it. I do not. Um, and it just looks fantastic. I, I drool every time that I'm in their car. Now, initially, you had to, have, you had to be plugged in 
yeah. and that was a problem. And now mm-hmm. I don't think you do, right? You walk in or if you get in, you don't actually have to be plugged in, right? Some newer versions of receivers that have CarPlay built in will work yeah. wirelessly with the phone. Yeah. But Which is most fantastic. of them are still wired. I mean, with okay. my wife's car, we still have to plug in the lightning cable. We leave one just hooked in the car all the time. Yeah. She gets in the car, she plugs it into her phone. It's charging your phone and it's playing through CarPlay. And that's just kind yeah. of the best environment. Which I guess there. is probably assuring that it's going to continue to work because it's plugged in and it's also uh, getting power. Um, I mean, for me, I just, I'm just so happy now to see integration of navigation in our cars coming from our phones because oh, our phones God, are going to yeah. give the, the real information, right? I mean, I still have a, I have a, a Toyota uh, car from 2010 that's, that I haven't updated and the, the navigation really is somewhat useless uh, now because of all their changes of the roads. So I'll end up putting my phone on the dash <laughs> as a navigation as opposed to what navigation is built in. So I'm so happy to see something that can be updated and uh, technology is going to continue to improve it. So. Well, again, I think it's realizing almost like when we talked about streaming television, about how we're not a big fan of TV sets trying to build smart capabilities into their own TVs. Right. That just limits it because of the equipment you're trying to tie it into. The maps on your traditional receivers on your on your car dashboard are also the same way. If they're not connected to the internet, they don't have an internet connection. The maps can't stay active and be up to date. And I mean, yep. it used to be you had to buy like a whole new CD and it would cost like mm-hmm. hundreds of dollars to update your navigation. So I'm with you. I'm so happy. I refuse to use my car a built-in navigation because I don't trust it anymore. But I will use the navigation on my phone or hopefully the phone connected through CarPlay. That's where I, that's all the navigation I'll ever use. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Now, so there's one more option we want to talk about. Yeah. 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 So we talked earlier about, okay, each of these are really assistants that have built-in speakers now. And some of the speakers are fairly high level, like the HomePod and the the Google Home Max. But if you really are an audiophile, you're really someone who, first, I want a really good sound system throughout my house. You know, various speakers, you want integration across your rooms. Um, You want uh, just really good quality sound. And then while you have it, might as well have an assistant built into it. Then I'd I'd highly advise checking out Sonos. Uh, Sonos, I, I kind of think of Sonos as the the um, connected version of Bose, right? I mean, Bose has been yeah. around a long time, really mm-hmm. really high end. But Sonos is saying we are the people that can now connect all your rooms together so that you can play your music throughout and it be synced up and you can have music playing in one room versus another. Uh, so Sonos is fantastic. Uh, I've gotten to experience with a friend's house that has a, f- a few of these devices, and they do. They they sync up well. The audio is fantastic. Um, but they also can tap into each of these assistants, right, Alan? That's true. Yeah, they both yeah. are branded. All the Sonos platforms use the Google Assistant, so you can have your Google platform talking to it. They have Alexa built in, so you can do your Amazon Alexa um, talking to it in- integration. And it works with um, uh, AirPlay, which is a little kludgy way of using your iPhone. So mm-hmm. it's not going to be as directly tied in with, with uh, Siri. You've got to basically have your, your, your phone to use Siri to control your Sonos. Right. So you still got to have that one piece of the puzzle for Apple, for iPhones, to work with Sonos. 
mm-hmm. where it will work out of the box with Google or Alexa without needing an iPhone at all. Yeah, or without they needing connect a phone to Wi-Fi or, right exactly. away, right? They yeah. connect to Wi-Fi. They can also collect a, connect to Bluetooth. So they can get internet access however they need to. And they can use the, – they're built in with Alexa and Google baked into the hardware. Right. Siri, you'd have to use your phone. You can control it with Siri, but Siri is going to beam to the to the Sonos device as opposed to it being built in with Siri already in the hardware. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, no, I think you're right. It's a fairly ubiquitous system. I mean, I do believe, I agree with you. If you really want a good stereo system, but you want that digital assistant environment built into it, then the Sonos platform, I think, is probably one of the best ways to go because they have so many different options. They have so many different size devices, so many different ways to configure your your room. But you know that you know once you're set up and it's playing music, you could also say, hey, whatever device, you know, Alexa, whatever. Yeah. And the Sonos can respond to you and act as that digital assistant in that room. Right, right. There are expensive... I mean, we're talking one speaker being maybe $200, and then you probably are kind of putting a, a mixture of those things throughout your house, uh, but they have wireless versions and all of that. So it's this is this is for the audiophile. This is the person that really wants great quality audio throughout their um, their house and maybe doesn't want to do a HomePod in every room, but wants the things that actually belong in those rooms. So, Yeah, no, you're right. And, and again... Even though I think the HomePod is a good speaker, it definitely does not take the place of a really robust home theater stereo right. system, where a Sonos can. Right. A Sonos can actually yep. give you that quality. So, Sure, multi-channel, uh, all sorts of things. Yep. That's mm-hmm. right. So Sonos, that's S-O-N-O-S, is kind of the company you, Brian and I are both going to recommend for those that want the digital assistant in your home but you want to bring it in on a really nice, high-quality sound system where sound is the yep. paramount thing you're going for here. So yep. very cool. Yeah, so I think that covers kind of the the devices, right? I mean, there are some other small ones out there, uh, companies that are building into these, but this, those are the big ones. And so you kind of know what you're getting into, right? right? And, Low and I'll cost say, up to high cost. That's right. And I'll say with the devices, it's important to note that If you're looking at any device that you want to build into your home and tie into your whichever digital assistant you use, all of them have like a a icon, a little branded icon that will be on the product. It will either say works with Google Assistant or works with Amazon Alexa or works with Siri and they call it um, uh, home, Apple Home, or uh, I forget the name of the the Apple version of the home environment. So you really want to pay attention to those and make sure before you go off and get a device that it's one that's going to use the platform that you personally plan to use yourself. Uh, Because again, then you get into the problem of mixing platforms, uh, digital platforms in your house, which we don't recommend doing can get really messy. So yeah, Yeah. that's great. So that's some hardware options for you to consider as you get into your, your platforms. Uh, we will have another deep dive episode coming up soon where we're going to talk about some expanded capabilities you can use with your smart speakers or smart digital home assistant platforms, as well as a further one where we get really deep on the deep dive, talking about some very simple automation steps you can start to build in to really do some interesting things with your your digital assistant devices. So, yeah. but that's our deep dive for today. Now, Brian, you and I did say we were going to start kind of bringing up a suggestion or a, a bit, mm-hmm. one of our brothers yep. in tech suggestions 
on every episode. So we're going to do that for here too, talking about yeah, hardware yeah. for your uh, digital assistant. What have you got for us as a as your bit for this? Well, episode? mine's going to be mine's going to be quick because I've already mentioned it briefly. But uh, my bit for uh, this show is the Amazon show, uh, which is as we talked about earlier. That's the Amazon device that has a screen on it, has a digital screen. Um, can be used to video conference with someone, can be used to actually show information. So I would just, uh, again, I, I brought up last show about cooking. And to me, I think that's a very unique environment where you are, your hands are busy and voice is helpful, but you're also needing things to read. For example, a recipe or, um, or the timers say I have four timers going on one for, you know, potatoes, one for, for beans, whatever and they need to be different, I can then see what's happening. So I think Echo, uh, the, the Amazon Echo Show would be a great uh, device for a kitchen. It'd be a great device for a bedside table. Uh, the two, two areas in which I think I need to see something, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, my wife tends to go to bed before I do. And one thing I don't like is being able to walk in and have to, vo- uh, you know, by voice, say, turn off the lights and all of this. And I'm thinking I'm going to wake her up, especially then the response is usually fairly loud because we'd been using it for music earlier. So, you know, Alexa's waking my wife up. So this would be kind of a nice way to have something that triggers maybe only visual response. You know, what's the weather tomorrow? And it just shows it as opposed to speaking it to you. So uh, I would say looking into that, if, if those are the uses that you're intrigued by, kitchen mm-hmm. or uh, bedside table. Okay. Very, very cool. How about you? How about you? Well, mine's a little different, honestly, because outside of the devices we just talked about earlier in this episode, I don't really use or have a recommendation of any other types of devices to integrate with your digital assistant. But since we did talk about audio, um, if you really want to be able to use uh, things for audio and, and have a better sound experience, but using the digital assistant to help with that, I, I long ago had bought several airport Expresses. And what those are is Apple used to make wireless equipment. They had a base station they called airport and they had these little white boxes called their express boxes. They were pretty inexpensive at the time by Apple standards. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the re- they were primarily meant to spread out your Wi-Fi network, give you more hotspots throughout your house for Wi-Fi. But they had a side benefit, which is the only reason I use them now. And I'm recommending it because even though Apple doesn't necessarily support them, uh, service them anymore. Using them for this one purpose, I still feel like they're pretty, uh, pretty a smart way to do it. If you have a traditional home stereo system, one that is not a digital smart assistant one, and you want to bring that end where you can now tie it into your own platform, for example, and if it's an Apple platform, I will say this is an Apple only uh, pick. The Airport Express is a box that you can hook up and connect to your Wi-Fi network, and then it has an auxiliary uh, audio plug output or input that you can hook up to your more traditional stereo system. Let's say you already have a great stereo. You don't want to bring in a whole new stereo, but you still want to be able to bring it into your network. This little box acts basically as a conduit for it. So right now, if I'm listening to music on my phone, I can actually say, play it on that airport express device and because it's plugged up with my nice uh traditional stereo system i'm now listening to everything i want to listen to on that that bigger stereo system so you start to work backwards you can actually use siri on your phone to say hey play this song 
And then you can also tell Siri, I want to play it to that stereo device. And mm. it will go to nice. that Airport Express, play it there. You get a little bit of what we said with Sonos, but um, granted, this doesn't have any speaker on it. So you can't talk to the Airport Express. But at least for pushing out sound, if we're talking about sound systems and tying it in with your phones and your your assistants, this is a way to do it. So again, keep in mind the Airport Expresses, they don't make them anymore. So anywhere you find them, it would be used ones or it would be ones that were just uh, overstock somewhere. But I guess, I bet you you can get a really good deal on them, probably yep. for like 50 bucks or less to get them. Uh, yeah, and sure. then hook them up to your stereo and you at least have some connectivity if you're an Apple user and you've got an iPhone to do most of your music playing. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. No, that's, that's a really cool pick. Uh, probably I would even raise that up to about a level three or four on our, uh, on our, uh, use case. Right. Because oh, well, sure. I, I will yeah, say, it's a little more involved. I will say that the current Wi-Fi setup, uh, app on Apple will no longer support, the oh. the expresses so you might even have to go back a level which i had to do a few years ago to use my uh yeah. to use mine True. but it's still it's still doable and they may have even patched that since then but uh, yeah. it's a great use i i really wish they still made more of them i do too and I, as the, again i have an airport base station or airport app on my phone apple airport which they still mm-hmm. keep up to date and it still works um yeah. but yeah they're not actively developing for that platform anymore it's a shame but uh Again, if you're just looking for a singular purpose, I want to connect my stereo or home yep. sound system to my phone or to my devices. That's a pretty easy way to do it on the uh, Apple platform. So, cool. Okay, so again, Alan, since we know Tim Cook is probably listening to our podcast, yep. right? Tim, we would really like for you to create the Airport Express again that has voice capability. Yep. So you could plug the Airport Express around your house, talk to it, plus it also could be a... Uh, uh, and a way of expanding your Wi-Fi, but also a way of having a speaker connected to it. So, yep. And Tim, I want it to cost. Please do that. Yeah. And I want it to cost twenty dollars. I mean, that's okay. what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> my my requirements are not that strong, not not that high. But just twenty dollars. Uh, yeah. I'd like for it to be in either gray or black. That's just you know, mm-hmm. just I'm going ahead and let you know since you're going to work on it. And yeah, right. and I want to do these things. That's all. That's all we're asking. Yeah. Or just send it free with a, you know, the Apple TV Plus. Uh, oh, yeah, you know, even better uh, subscription, right? Okay. That would be great. Good. All right. Well, well that's cool. our that's, that's some that's some hardware options to consider. So again, if you're jumping into the digital assistant space, here are some hardware options you could explore on ways to build it into your house and have that assistant available to you. Uh, different places. So, Brian, we're going to have a couple more deep dives coming up over the next couple of weeks. So, we encourage people to keep checking those out. And keep in mind, we get dig- deeper and deeper on the technology. So, uh, but we're going to continue our conversations about digital assistance through the next couple of episodes. So, this has been Brothers in Tech, our deep dive for digital assistance. Uh, I'm Alan Jackson. Brian Jackson with me as always here. And we'll look forward to talking to you at the next episode. Great. Bye bye. What you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh.